Shameless Media. wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Eilish Gilligan is sitting beside me. Hi, Eilish. Hello. Hi. And opposite me is my co-host for the day, Elfie Scott. Hi. Hi. So, Elfie, as you know, we start every episode with a game. Today, we are playing Fill It. Our producers have crowdsourced real stories from the Everybody Has a Secret community. This week, our producers asked the listeners to answer the question, what is the most outrageous thing you've ever bought and how much did you spend on it? Mm, Great question. Love it. Producer Eilish, you're going to read out some of the best listener responses, but with a twist. You've removed some of the key words. So it's our mission, Elfie, to fill in those blanks together. Eilish, over to you. All right. These are juicy. Okay, first one. I spent blank changing my overseas flights to visit my cheating ex-boyfriend. Ooh, oh, I'm so I, bad. I, I just realised I'm so bad at putting money figures on this. I'm like, I don't know, $3? Like, How so, much is a cheating ex-boyfriend worth? Well, I'm, okay, I'm confused. Like, I wonder whether they were the ex-boyfriend at the time or whether like that is they so were true. the boyfriend at the time. Yes, very good point. Because I would put different monetary values on both of those. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to assume that he cheated and she knew about it. Okay. I think that's the situation. Yes, yeah. and then she flew over there anyway to like, I don't know, try and oh, win him over still. Oh, okay. Just wanted to like chase that day. Yeah. <laughs> How much is it worth? <laughs> In my opinion, not much. I think maybe this gal's going to put a $1,700 figure on it. Oh, that's wow. conservative. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, 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 it's oh. not conservative. Okay, sure. Well, I mean, I was just thinking, like, look, the prices of flights are very expensive. Oh, true. Like, yes, is good. this pre-2020? Like, what are we talking? All the information we have, unfortunately, is within the sentence that I read to you. Well, you seem to imply that Annabelle had overshot, so I'm going to say $900. Okay, I need to work on my poker face. <laughs> You'll know for next time. I know for the next time. Um, the answer is I spent $638 changing my overseas flights to visit my cheating ex-boyfriend. Oh, so was, she was changing her flights. I yeah. guess maybe very that, expensive though. Yeah, that's true. That can be very expensive. I don't know. I feel like I've been in this situation before. Not so much like this situation specifically, but you know when you get a bit dick crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's consider that our warm-up round because I don't think we did very well. Eilish hit us with the second one. Okay, (laughs) poker face on. (laughs) I spent $700 on products after a blank. It felt so awkward to say no, so I just paid. I would say I feel very pressured to spend a lot of money in like salons, like spas, like after you get a massage or a haircut. I feel like people try and talk you into products after that. Does that make sense? Yeah, so is your word haircut? 
I would say haircut. You know what, Elfie? You're onto something. I think it was haircut. But to give us some variety, I'm going to say facial. Okay. But pretty no. much just steal yeah, your yeah. answer. No, thanks for <laughs> very much riffing on exactly the same idea. No, I agree. And I also think if that is true, then you need to be more assertive. Yes. But also, <laughs> this is giving me, I would totally do this. <laughs> Which, maybe not $700, $700 because I'm so stingy. <laughs> Annabelle Lee, you're a winner. Oh! No, I think I, Elfie, I think I've got a handball that win oh to you. My that was God. definitely yours because I had crickets going on up here. I had nothing. <laughs> a joint win. Let's yeah, call yeah, it a joint yeah. win. Okay, number three. I impulsively bought a blank. I paid the deposit, then realized it was a bad idea and cancelled and lost the deposit. Oh, I have an idea for this one because I think I'm good at this game because I spend stupid amounts of money <laughs> on really dumb shit. Okay, I am going to say it's a dog or a cat, like a pedigree animal, because oh. I know that they take deposits of like 500 bucks. And I think that if you changed your mind, you would just lose that money. I just find it so funny that you know so much about this. Has this happened to you before? Oh, uh, like <laughs> countless so times. Close. So yeah, countless. I'm bankrupt, deeply in debt. I was going to say like house, but I think that's far too large. No, I'm going to go with house. Oh, no. I'm going to give you a little hint for oh, this one. So we're both oh, off. Oh, damn. Be specific. You looked at Annabelle. Oh, be specific, Annabelle. Be specific. Um, <laughs> like a type of house. A, a beach house? Oh, that's two words. Okay, you're too far off. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Audi. Oh. Yeah. Holy shit. How much is a deposit on an Audi? A lot. Oh, God. I don't know God. how much cars are. And Audis, they're the <laughs> expensive ones right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're the expensive ones. <laughs> I don't know cars. <laughs> okay, number four. I spent a few hundred on blank to start my MLM journey. <gasps> oh, no. Wait, what do MLM sell? I'm gonna- Smoothies or like teas, elixirs, mm-hmm. just like real dumb um, shit like that. I am going to say makeup. That's a good one. I'm going to say juices. Both excellent answers, but Annabelle Lee, you're a winner again. Yay! Yeah, well done. <laughs> I reckon I'm winning. You really, <laughs> are. really helped by Elvio. <laughs> okay, final one. Okay, I spent probably over a hundred dollars of my mum's money on blank, blank, back in the day. Two words. Ooh, okay, back in the day is like a teenage thing, right? Yeah. My first thought was like cafeteria food like cafeteria oh, is very american so yeah, it's like yeah, canteen sure. food kent that's a great guess thank Damn. you i liked that one yes me. <laughs> very well done i think you can do better i think you can top it oh god what would a 16 year old spend money on uh, <laughs> i don't know brazilian waxes <laughs> <laughs> okay unfortunately you're both oh. well off oh. the answer is it porn no. <laughs> Sorry. It would have to be two words. It would have to be anal porn or something like that. Specific Get time. thoughts out of your brain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I think you needed to go a little bit further back in the day. Mm-hmm. The answer was Habbo Hotel. Oh. oh I didn't even okay. know you could spend money on Habbo Hotel. Okay. Yeah, it's very predatory. Mm. Guys, that concludes Fill It for today. And now it is time. It is that time of the episode where we hear today's secret, which producer Eilish will read out for us. Thank you. Today's secret comes from Naomi. I have a secret I have really been battling with. To tell you this story though, I need to go back a bit. I never grew up around much money. 
my parents struggled to hold down jobs, so they worked eclectically and casually. I always remember feeling stressed about money when I was younger. Even when I was tiny, I could feel the anxiety in our home about when the next paycheck would drop. I also grew up really close to my godfather. Let's call him Lex. Lex was like a third parent of mine. You know how they say it takes a village to raise a child? Well, he was a core part of that village. He was an old friend of my parents and didn't really have any kids of his own. I say really because he did have one kid, but they were estranged because Lex's ex-partner left him and moved away when their baby was young. So it was just me. My prediction is that this other kid comes back into the fold somehow. Oh, clever. Okay. Am I right, Eilish? Actually, don't tell me. Don't tell me. You're ready <laughs> to find out in literally two minutes. <laughs> I'm so impatient. Lex and I were really close. He taught me how to drive. He'd take me on weekends away if my parents were working. And he literally fed me on nights when he knew there wasn't much food in our pantry. When I turned 20, it became clear that Lex was really unwell. I was devastated. Over the next eight years, I cared for him like I would a parent. For stretches of time, I moved into his house to look after him. I drove him to appointments and liaised with his doctors. Of course, my parents helped too. But if I'm honest, I believe in my 20s, I became Lex's primary caregiver. It was an open conversation throughout the eight years of Lex's declining health that I would be the sole beneficiary of Lex's estate. He wasn't what you'd call wealthy, but he did own a modest apartment that didn't have a mortgage. I come from Sydney. Owning an apartment without a mortgage is like being a millionaire. (laughs) That ain't modest anymore. (laughs) I never cared for Lex because I knew his money would one day be mine. However, I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about my future with this money on my mind. I knew that one day I'd be able to buy a house or a car or look after my parents financially with Lex's nest egg to fall back on. I don't think many people could not let that knowledge change how they approach and consider their future. Last year, Lex passed away. Though it wasn't a shock, I really struggled with his death. The grief felt overwhelming. When it came time for Lex's executor to contact the beneficiaries, it became clear that I was left off the will entirely. I was in shock. I was prepared to come into quite a bit of money upon his death and had planned for that. Suddenly, this was no longer my reality. I hope this doesn't sound awful, but this has compounded my grief even more. Not only am I now grieving Lex, but I am also grieving the life I was promised after he died. Am I a horrible person? Mm. Oh, gosh. First thoughts, no. I mean, my first thought is maybe an unfair one because I don't want to speak ill of the dead. But what are you doing, Lex? You can't promise someone over the course of what? Eight Eight years. years. That you will get his entire estate and then just not do it in the end? Yeah. That seems super dodgy, but also, like, rest in peace. I don't know. I feel I know. bad. Okay, firstly, yes, I do feel very bad for Lex's passing. And I'm very <laughs> sorry to Naomi for your loss because that is terrible. But I also think, like, yeah, that's a it's a really good question. And I wonder, like, legally what would hold up. Like, yeah. if she actually went through some sort of legal process here to try and get the estate, or at least a slice of it, what would that look like, I wonder? See, this is all kind of ringing a really faint bell because I think I studied wills and estates at uni, but I have no idea. <laughs> I, <laughs> my, 
my gut is just thinking probably because he did make like verbal promises. Yeah. Over also, the course of eight years. If you are his primary caregiver, like there'll be a huge amount of evidence for that, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, surely. surely. We will unpack it all though, okay. Elfie. Yes. There's a lot to unpack. We will do that right after the break. Elfie, let's jump straight back into it. My first question to you is, does any of this kind of sound familiar to you? Have you ever had or have you ever seen families fall apart because of wills and stuff? I've never seen it firsthand, but I've definitely heard about it. And I know how ugly it can get when people fight over estates. Yes. My first thought is the movie Knives Out. So true. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I fell asleep in that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That has you've broken my heart on the mic. I had two wines. I went into the theatre and I fell asleep. You need to watch it again. It's on Netflix. Uh, Okay, I'll watch it again. Because, like, every time I go to a movie theatre, I fall asleep. It's like a $20 nap. It's so annoying. Because it's so nice and cool in there. I kind of get it. But in Knives Out, it's kind of the opposite of this. The older guy ends up giving his entire estate to the not blood-related carer. And the whole family is kind of shocked. But here, Anna de Armas? Yes, yes. So hot. She's gorgeous. Hot. Very deserving of the yeah, money. She needs, Not just yeah, for her looks, it. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I know, because she's hot. <laughs> but yeah, here it's very different. It's I'm assuming the family who got the money and Naomi who was kind of like cut out of the will. Yeah, so you would assume that it goes to his next of kin, his estranged child, right? Yes, the man I guessed is going to come back. Mm. But I don't know, the details aren't there, but I'm assuming he did get some of the money or most of the estate. I'm also just kind of like, it sounds so silly because I am an adult and I should know this stuff, but I don't know much about wills and estates. No, neither do I. I've only just recently started hearing about it from my family because my sister just had a baby. So now they have a family and they drew up a will. And then she was like, do you want to be the executor of the will? And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. Do you have much experience like personally with this kind of stuff? No, zero experience like my parents always talk about dying because they're like (laughs) extremely morbid people but no I've just like never heard anything about the will I assume everything you know what now that I'm saying it out loud I'm like oh I just assume it's evenly split between me and my siblings but maybe not who knows oh that's juicy I want to know what about this whole question that Naomi poses at the end of the letter she Mm. says am I a horrible person Do you think that you can be objectively a horrible person for envisaging your life based on a dead loved one's money? No, because like, look, I don't get the sense through this letter that Naomi became Lex's carer because she was putting that work in to try and get an inheritance. Like, I don't think that would have crossed her mind. And I also totally understand her story of coming from a background where it felt really unstable and like they had to live paycheck to paycheck. So I don't begrudge you at all for thinking about money. Like we all have to think about it realistically Mm. like that. And getting your hands on an apartment, like, that's huge. It is huge. It sets you up for years. So I don't think that you are a horrible person at all. And I would be in shock as well if that promise had been, like, made to me verbally. Exactly. Like, Lex didn't have to say. I mean, actually, I'm assuming that Lex believed it when he said it, surely. Maybe he was... It seems like... he's just bad at administration? Maybe. <laughs> but I just think that, like, he didn't have to make the promise. So it makes total sense 
it is, if anything, objectively fair that she assumed she would get it because he was saying it. I maybe would think differently if Lex never made those promises and Naomi was kind of miffed that she wasn't getting any of the money. Yeah. But the yeah, fact yeah. that he made those continual promises over the course of eight years, it's totally fair. And I would be confused. Yes. If not a little angry. Hurt. <laughs> Hurt 100%. is the right word. Exactly. Yeah, like... If you had been so close to somebody for that long and they didn't have a relationship with anybody else, it seems like that is sort of what you draw out in this, that Lex was maybe a little bit alone and you were the only like close relationship. I think you'd be really hurt by this kind of, if not betrayal, then just like a failure to live up to a promise. Also, it seems like it's not a waste, that's not the right word, but eight years of your 20s is a huge thing to kind of give up partially give up as someone's primary caregiver yes so i get that it's like she says at the end it's a mixture of grief because she's grieving someone that she loves and also she's grieving i would say those years of her like youth her young adulthood yeah i'm sure she gave them out of love and care but yeah i totally agree with you that that's a really significant chunk of your life when you're very young and also a significant chunk of your life when you are trying to build up earning capacity exactly so like it really does kind of like take away from that as well now i'm thinking can she chase the money i do think it'd get messy it could get messy If you feel like you have the emotional and like mental capacity and energy to chase that the legal resources that's tricky expensive too yeah but i reckon she's probably owed something i agree i think that if there was like some sort of verbal contract again not a lawyer don't know anything about law just talking out of my ass right now (laughs) but i do think that if there was some sort of verbal contract maybe it's worth looking into i agree would you like to know who got the money i would love to know who got the money (laughs) okay is it the son is it the son what's his name Okay, so we have a bit of a twist to this story. Oh, I love Mm. these twists. Here's the thing, though. I know who got all of Lex's money. It was his estranged (laughs) child. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Let's call him Rupert, who came back into the picture in the last couple of months of Lex's life. I was still Lex's caregiver, but Rupert, now in his 30s, would visit Lex once a fortnight or so in his final two months. They didn't know each other at all, really, but it was nice for Lex to get to know Rupert a little bit before he died. Do I sound greedy for thinking Rupert doesn't deserve this money? Do I sound cynical if I say I think Rupert only came back into Lex's life to encourage him to change his will so he could inherit that money? I thought the same, Naomi. I thought the same. So the will was changed. Maybe. Oh, God. Okay, that's worse. Should I take the high ground and just acknowledge that money was never mine? Or do I stand up for myself and the relationship I shared with Lex and talk to lawyers about challenging Rupert on it? I'm sorry for all the questions. I just feel so lost. Money is so emotional. I agree. Money is so emotional, which is why I'm like a part of me is saying maybe don't chase the money because it feels like it would just be like a, a huge emotional experience that I don't know if... Yeah, is yeah. worth it. But I'm also I also think she should. I also think <laughs> <laughs> many, thoughts, many, thoughts. many different thoughts. What you said before, Elfie, about how maybe Lex is bad at admin. Maybe he just never drew up anything because he was like a bit But this seems to imply very heavily that Rupert came back into the life 
of Lex and then the will was changed. Yeah. To make him the sole beneficiary. That seems quite mean. Yeah, I just feel like surely Lex can't discount the eight-year close relationship he had with Naomi. I'm thinking maybe he was bad at admin and then he didn't draw up anything and then it just went to the next of kin. I really hope that's true because if it was the other case, if it was the case that the will was changed when Rupert came back into the life, I too would be very upset. Like that would be so much worse. Best case scenario... As in, if I'm thinking the best of Rupert, who I do not know at all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's assume he didn't come into Lex's life to get the money, which is where my gut went. I thought yes. that he just yeah, was yeah. like, oh, my dad's dying. I don't have much of a relationship with him. I think that's realistic. But yeah. I could rekindle and get some of this estate. Let's not assume that for now. Let's assume that he heard his father was passing away and wanted to form a relationship. Yeah. Exactly. I think that would be like important to anybody, right? So we think Rupert's entitled to the money too, then, if that's the case. Then it becomes messy. How do you... I don't know. Also, a part of me is like, if Rupert came into that scenario and knew that Naomi had been there like the entire time, as if you wouldn't just pass on some of the cash. I don't know. To me, I feel like Rupert is the greedy one in that case because he's just taken on this inheritance and he's like, yeah, I'm entitled to this. This makes total sense. I'm his biological child. Even though you didn't have a relationship with him and you knew that he had a full-time carer who was in her 20s. Mm. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's pretty rough. As you said from the beginning, though, at the beginning you were like, money or maybe wills and estates kind of tear families apart is what you heard. I think that it's easy from the outside to say, surely Rupert, if he knew that Lex had a like long-term caregiver, surely he'd give some of the money to Naomi. But I think when you're in it, it just becomes like a really greedy space. Yeah. Thinking, thinking about Knives Out. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> My primary <laughs> basis for understanding this story, Knives Out. It's a fucking murder mystery. Like this stuff gets intense. So I can kind of see not to excuse Rupert's greed if that is the case, if he is acting just out of his own greed. I can understand why he feels greedy, but I don't think that that's right at all. And I do think Naomi is entitled to some of this money. Mm -hmm. Not to stand up for Rupert if he doesn't deserve it, but I did want to say that we have to remember that Rupert has been estranged from Lex, not due to his own choice or behaviour. True, it seems like. So when Rupert was a baby, he was taken away from Lex with the other parent. So... It could be true that Rupert actually didn't know anything about his dad. Mm. He didn't know that he had a carer. He didn't know Naomi's involvement with his life. And Lex was perhaps in a state where he couldn't explain. He was very close to death at this point. But then my question is... And I think this is a question for Naomi to try and figure out, like, what was that relationship like? And Mm -hmm. if Rupert did come in at the final months of Lex's life, like, why hadn't he come in earlier? Mm -hmm. Was there something preventing him from doing that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe the timing just happened to be that Lex was passing away and then he steps in. Like, it looks a little fishy, but maybe that was just when he found out. And it could be coincidental and it could be just like the time was right for Rupert to reach out. But I do think that's worth her figuring out. Mm. Or even if you're right, Eilish, and Rupert didn't know that Naomi existed, then I think to Naomi listening, it is absolutely worth you saying something. Mm. Even if it's not like a legal thing, just be like, hey, I don't know that if I was Rupert and someone was like, hey, (laughs) I've been caring for your father all these years. Fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Because money is messy and money is emotional. But I do think that perhaps if this money could be life changing for Naomi, like she says, given her financial history and her family history, Mm -hmm. maybe it is worth pursuing some sort of action, whether it be legal or just like 
face-to-face chats with Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, wait, here's another thought though. And I think that maybe this is a bit presumptuous, but and maybe this is just me thinking in a really like optimistic way. But if I came into my parents' life, who I was estranged from for many, many years, I would try and do the background work to try and figure out who mm. had been looking after them. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, even if they'd passed away, I would try and put pieces back together and, like, talk to other people. So I think the fact that Rupert hasn't reached out, if that is the case, that says something a little bit damning about how he is taking this and, like, mm. how he is exploring his father's life. Let's assume then, because <laughs> we've assumed that Rupert's a kind-hearted son who hasn't seen his father in a while. Let's yeah. assume now that Rupert came back into Lex's life for the money. Mm. How do we then prioritize or how do we then like compare them? Chosen family Naomi to Rupert, the blood relative. Who gets it then? If Rupert is chasing the whole estate, Naomi also wants a piece of or the whole estate. Like what happens? I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Again, if I'm thinking about Knives Out, I think, <laughs> I think that Naomi maybe gets, gets the whole thing. If Rupert's acting maliciously and has never really cared about Lex, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Naomi is the martyr here. As yeah. in, martyr is the character's name in Knives Out. She got the whole thing because she was the only one that truly cared about the older guy. <laughs> the older guy. <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Where does Chris Evans come in? Sorry, that's my Chris Evans is, oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. I was about to give you the spoiler. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I'm gonna be honest, okay, I'm spoiler alert it. for the people at home. I'm going to ruin the entire ending. Chris Evans is the Rupert here. He's the nasty guy. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Assuming, of course, that Rupert is a nasty guy. I don't yes. know. But I do think that if Rupert is acting maliciously, then I think... Naomi maybe gets the entire piece of the pie. Yeah, or at least like a hefty chunk of it. Yeah. Eilish, what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, Eilish, please wrap this up for us. It's so much smarter. I wish I had more information for you, but that's all we have. I really think Naomi is entitled to the money and I think that perhaps there's some kind of mediation that needs to take place. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So final words yeah. for Naomi. Pipe up. But also, I do want to say, obviously, legal action can be incredibly expensive. So if you think it's worth it, pipe up. Yeah, because sometimes like when you pursue legal action, you can ultimately end up spending more than the estate is worth is what I hear. Exactly. And maybe like have a bit of a chat to the people around you if people had been witnessing your relationship with Lex. I don't know if that kind of like evidence. Yeah, like what if Naomi's parents had heard about this promise? Like surely they would be able to act as witnesses to this. Exactly. But I think it's definitely worth having a think about ways in which you could pipe up, whether it be through legal action or just through like saying something. Yeah. Or reaching out to Rupert potentially. But if you do pursue legal action, don't ask us to be your lawyers because we would be (laughs) horrendous lawyers. Uh, Has everybody seen Knives Out? (laughs) I rest my case. Guys, that is it for today's episode of Everybody Has a Secret. Elfie, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. Everybody Has a Secret is produced by Eilish Gilligan. Hello, Eilish. Hi. Executive produced by Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. And audio produced by me, your host, Annabelle Lee. To those at home listening, thank you for supporting the show. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Has a Secret Pod and on TikTok at Everybody Has a Secret. See you next Friday. Bye. This 
podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.